Happy Christmas to you. I hope you are fully prepped. I'm sure that you're ready for a break. One of the things we've been thinking of recently is that Christmas amplifies everything. Everything feels that bit bigger at Christmas. If we are feeling sad, if we've got a concern, then we are, we are going to feel that tomorrow. If that's your reality, you'll feel it a little bit more tomorrow. If you've got joy in your heart, you'll feel it a little bit more tomorrow. We're thinking about the subject of joy. We are all, all of us on the search for joy. Since this crazy consumer-driven racket called Christmas began 28 months ago this year, we've been searching for joy. We've been thinking about how we can have this picture-perfect moment on Christmas Day. How we can come together Forget everything that's disturbed us in the past and just have this joyous moment, this pinnacle-like moment. The angels said, they spoke of this joy. Verse 10 says, and I love, I love the way that uh, Matthew, uh, Luke writes this out rather. He says to the shepherds who are clearly terrified seeing an angel. People are always scared to death. He says to them, don't be afraid. Maybe he said it in that tone. Don't be, like you say to your kids, don't be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Good news that will cause great joy for all the people. One of the questions that we could ask, that you might ask when you get back and you turn the news on tonight before you go to bed, is in a world where so much stuff goes wrong, in a world where we've got to work so hard to get that perfect Christmas Day moment, what on earth are they talking about? What does Christianity offer us in our search for joy, in this joy that we need? The Christmas story really simply sheds some light, or as I reflect on it just in this moment, it's going to shed some light on that search for joy, that thing that we need and we hope for. So a few simple things just for you to muse over tonight and for hopefully for you to ponder over over the Christmas period is the first thing. The joy that Christmas speaks of is a joy that comes to us where we are. It's a joy that comes to us where we are in the circumstances that we're in. One of the things that we do at Christmas is we try and, and tell me if it's just me, I don't think that it's just me, we try and stop the world. There's the idea that we stop the world, we want to get off. We try and stop all the trouble, stop all the drama. We try and have this picture-perfect moment by retreating into our homes, by distracting ourselves, perhaps, by forgetting everything else that's going on in the world. We forget that we've fallen out, or we try and forget that we've fallen out with our families. We try and forget that we're skint, and we've got not enough money to buy any of these presents that we've bought. We try and forget all these things so we can have this perfect moment. And tomorrow, to different degrees, it will be perfect. We'll have a day of joy, perhaps. Others will have a moment of joy. But one of the realities, we'll definitely face it in January, probably, but you might, fa you might face it earlier than that, you might face it on Christmas Day, is that we can't fence the world out forever. We can't distract ourselves on Christmas Day forever. We can't keep the family together in this mode forever. But that's not the joy of Christmas. This is the first thing. That's not the story of Christmas. We've perhaps told ourselves a different story culturally 
commercially over the last couple of hundred years. The joy of Christmas is not that we're taken out of the world for a moment, but that God comes to us where we are in our circumstances. God comes to us in the troubles that we're in. God comes to us in the ordinariness. That is the story. It looks glorious on the Christmas card, but God breaks into the world in a really ordinary way. The babe comes in the major. God with us. God comes and God stays. God comes to where we are and he stays with us. This is the joy because January comes, because Christmas Day might be a bit of a disaster, because ill health comes, because everything else comes. And God says to us, there's a joy beyond just the moment. That's what the Christmas story is about. The joy is that I'll stay with you. You might think I'd rather have a drink. I'd rather party hard and forget everything. Soon that will crumble around you. At one point it will crumble around you. God says, the joy at Christmas is that I come to where you are in your ordinary circumstances, in your struggle, and I'll stay. And if you invite me in, you can know real peace. This is the message of the angels. This is what they sing about and what they declare. His peace on whom his favor rests. We can know that peace. First of all, it's a joy that's not for a moment. That's not God's design. It's a joy that comes to us where we are. Second thing that we see, I think, is that it's a joy that God speaks. We see God speak. One of the screams of Christians, but perhaps of humanity, of all of us at some point in our life, is why doesn't God show himself? Why don't he give us a sign? If, if you've been wrestling with this Christian story, you'll have got to this point. You'll have said out loud or you're, you will have internalized, why doesn't God show himself? Why doesn't he speak to me? And sometimes we declare him in a powerful event. We say, oh, that's God in an earthquake. Oh, that's God in a big disaster. We, we talk like that. Look what the passage says here. Verse 11 declares God speaks. Now, God speaks to us in lots of ways through his creation and things like that, but he speaks most powerfully, most deliberately, is my contention, through his son. Today in, a, in the town of David, verse 11, a savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This is what God says. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Don't overlook that in the Christmas card story. Don't overlook that simple story. God says, here's your sign. We scream out. Scream out. And we probably will again. God, if you'd only speak, then people would turn to you. God, if you'd only give us a sign, then we'd see you. And God says to us over and over again, every year actually, and more frequently that, God says, I've spoken to you. And I have spoken to you in such a way that declares my hand. Declares who I am. Not in God's way through an earthquake in this instance, but through a simple baby born with no room into simple circumstances. God speaks to us in such a way that says, I'm an almighty God, but I can humble myself and you can trust me. 
you should be joyous about that. You're pleading for a sign. If you're looking for something tangible to hang your faith on, and you're screaming out, if I just had this happened, if this just happened, the Christmas story says, I've spoken, and I have declared myself. The last thing that I think that we see, and this is my favorite part of the story, and I say this as somebody who's, after 40 odd years, figured out that he's an introvert, and sometimes he's a people person, and sometimes he's a bit shy. Sometimes, as my kids remind me frequently, sometimes I'm quite joyous, but often I'm quite grumpy. My joy manifests itself in different ways. Maybe you have that same kind of joy as me. You've got an inner joy sometimes. It doesn't, doesn't get to the top. I love this, this, this realization in the Christmas story. The Christmas joy is for all seasons and all kinds of people. This is about the shepherds. Verse 17. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. So watch what the shepherds do. Watch their joy and then watch Mary's joys. I think I've had at different times both. Maybe less of the shepherds, but you might have more of the shepherds. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to him. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. My contention would be that in the seasons of life, as life ebbs and flows, our joy will look different at different times. It will manifest itself in different ways. Sometimes it will be little more than a fist bump. I remember watching a game of footy with our old friend Matteo, who used to work at the church in Italian. When Italy scored, he manifested his joy with 20 minutes of screaming and dancing. I'd never seen anything like it. Mine was an inner joy when England, I think we won 2-1. It was just a yes. Yes. I think I said in my heart, in your face, Matteo, or something like that. Sometimes it's a tear that sneaks out. Sometimes it's a dance. Our joy manifests itself differently. I don't know how it'll be for you tomorrow. I don't know what season of life you're in. I don't know how it's going for you. I don't know what the joy will look like. It might look like the shepherds. It might look like the shepherds. It might be that this news, and it is, in my opinion, it's awesome news. The Savior's born, the world's changed. It matters. It's amazing news. They run off and they, in my mind, skip and dance and tell everybody that will listen. It might well look like that. I hope that it is for you. But I would say just as good is Mary's joy. Look at Mary's joy. Mary pondered these things in her heart. She keeps it as a treasure. So you've got the shepherds who become the first evangelist. And you've got Mary, who we don't hear a lot from since, who carries this weighty news that her, savior, her son will be born and will die, and yet she treasures all of these things in her heart. She's got the joy that I'm talking about, that I get sometimes. It's not the only joy. It's not all that's out there for somebody who believes. But it's part of the joy. She's got an inner joy. She stores it up. She says, I'm going to bank some of this stuff. It's a thoughtful joy as well. I love, I love the, other, the other idea. We've got this idea. There's loads for us to be certain about as Christians. But if you're anything like, like me, somewhere down the line when trouble hits, 
You'll ponder some of this stuff. Even though it's a joy to you, Mary ponders some of this stuff. This is the joy that's ours this Christmas. It's glorious. It's not there for a minute. It's not there just to keep the world back. It's that God will be with us forever. It's that God speaks. He doesn't fall silent. He still speaks. And he speaks to us, different as we are.